So, I cannot imagine how frustrating it must be for those New Zealanders who were heading off to Australia this week, taking advantage of the one-way travel bubble Australia had created for Kiwis. It would have been many months since she'd seen grandchildren. There would have been tense moments as Australian relatives who were unwell were trying to hang on until you saw them. Finally, we get a bubble that allows you to travel without having to quarantine on both sides of the Tasman. The bubble, the one-way bubble, is created only for the Northland COVID case to put the kibosh on those plans. The Australian government announced late yesterday afternoon that a result, as a result of a 56-year-old Northland woman testing positive for the South African COVID variant, having appeared to have caught it in managed isolation, Kiwis will have to go into quarantine for a minimum of 72 hours from the time they land on Australian soil, may have to spend up to 14 days in quarantine, which was not the plan when you bought the tickets. Any Kiwi who has landed NOS on a flight from New Zealand on or since January 14 is also required to isolate and remain in isolation until they return a negative test. Australian officials, health officials, said the South African variant is a more transmissible virus. Yes, presents a heightened level of risk, sure, which they say justifies popping the bubble. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said, look, we have no problem with the way New Zealand is managing COVID. They're doing very well. It's just one of those things. And in a way, it kind of is. Remember when we were preparing to have a two-way bubble with Australia, then New South Wales comes down with the galloping COVIDs and it's all off. They sort it out. We're cautiously, because this country is all about caution and, you know, fair enough. We're ready to go again. Then we get a case of the galloping COVIDs and we don't know how far it's gone. The Aussies claim everything they've done is with a focus on health. They accept they're being super cautious. They don't think there's a a very real risk. But they say that past experience has, has meant that they must take a super cautious approach, especially after the situation in Melbourne last year. But you'd have to wonder, is there an element of tit-for-tat politing, politicking in there as well? You know, the Aussies wanted a two-way bubble. We've been very resistant to the idea. They went ahead anyway. And now they have cause to close that bubble, to prick the bubble. They are doing so quickly. Is it all about health or is there politics in there as well? Someone who will have a pretty good idea of how to answer that question is our political editor, Barry Soper. Good morning to you this morning, Bears. Good morning, Kerry. You're a compassionate woman, Kerry, because uh, my thoughts immediately when the Australians uh, decided that there would be no New Zealand flights for uh, 72 hours, I thought of the poor people that were going there, uh, no, not just to see family, for weddings, for funerals, you name it. Now all their plans have been uh, thrown into the rubbish bin. Yeah, it would be so hard, wouldn't it? Really tough for them. Uh, and most people are not travelling for frivolous reasons in this heightened no. world. There's not much fun in travelling. You'd only be going if you absolutely had to. Do you accept that the Aussies are doing it purely based on <laughs> on on taking a cautious approach to health, which they can justify given, you know, what Melbourne went through through their lockdown? Oh yeah, no doubt about it. That uh, you know, when you look at uh, Brisbane, for example, uh, they've had a case of the South African strain. Mm the more contagious one, and that was well-contained. That was an MIQ. 
Um, they've also had an outbreak of the British strain, and uh, so there was a lockdown, you'll remember, for three days um, uh, early in January. Yeah. Uh, but, look, I think back uh, to um, a year ago when I was in Sydney with Jacinda Ardern, and she dressed down Scott Morrison in front of uh, all the media about uh, deporting New Zealand criminals to New Zealand. It was a very harsh dressing down from Jacinda Ardern. And I don't know whether the at prime ministerial level that the relationship is maybe as warm as some others uh, between Australia and New Zealand have been. And uh, add to that, uh, Jacinda Ardern has been held up around the world as the COVID queen. Mm. And uh, Scott Morrison will look at that. He'll no doubt be a bit annoyed because the Australians have done very well as well Mm. uh, on the the COVID issue. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm sure, uh, Kerry, at the back of their mind, there's a bit of politics in it. Um, but um, what the health minister said when he announced it was that, look, it is a contagious strain, but then it would uh, sort of give lie to that when you look at uh, the 56-year-old woman. Uh, 14 of her closest contacts have proven uh, have come up negative in mm. the COVID test. So, you know, you go, well, maybe this woman is not contagious, but then, in fairness, the Australians were to know that. Yes, exactly. And it is only 72 hours. It, it, like They could have gone much longer than that, couldn't they? Oh, they could have, they could have done. Um, and I guess they were, that 72-hour window will allow them to see whether there is a serious community outbreak in New Zealand. I mean, this woman did visit almost 30 establishments. Uh, and there's nothing wrong in that because we all would have done that in over 10 days, which was uh, the period when she was released from uh, managed isolation. Uh, I think the questions that we have to ask, though, Kerry, is that uh, how did she contract the South African strain? There was a South African or a person uh, a couple of doors down from her in the MIQ that had the South African strain, and uh, they've done the genome testing, and it's exactly the same strain that she got. Well, how did she get it? They're looking at ventilation systems uh, now, um, but they're also looking at, uh, you know, um, contact uh, on surfaces and that sort of thing. So uh, we'll know more, I would imagine, today. Cabinet is meeting today, and they will no doubt be uh, discussing this and MIQ, and uh, if there is improvements to be made, uh, we would expect those to follow. Have you, you must know people who've been through um, managed isolation. Yes. Yeah. Well, it seems that it's, it varies greatly in terms of how scrupulous they are in enforcing the rules. For some, the problem it, is, yeah, it's really yeah. scrupulous. Others, it's a bit lax. Yeah. And that, I think that's the problem, Kerry, that... Um, you know, you've got all these hotels and they have separate rules. There should be one rule yeah. for all. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, um, you know, people queuing up uh, to be tested on their third and twelfth days uh, and all gathering together. Well, sorry, that should not be happening. And even uh, in the exercise yard, there, there should be rooms going out and nobody told to touch the surfaces. Uh, you know, there should be really strict rules because... If you look across the ditch in Australia, and they handle it very differently, there's a blanket rule there that if you are in managed uh, isolation, then you're managed. You're uh, confined to your room for two weeks. And I heard somebody saying today, well, that's pretty tough. That's like being in prison. Well, I'm sorry. 
look, when a country, when a nation's economy is at stake, uh, some hard rules have to be put in place. And, um, you know, we've seen the fright about this woman mm. uh, and uh, the panic that that's caused in Northland in particular, with people uh, now queuing up for testing. Uh, it just goes to show that this country is on edge. Yeah. And the only thing I think we can all do, which is what this woman, we're told, has done, and that is to swipe our QR codes. Yeah, do our bit. Um, yeah. Right, and do you think the Australians, it, it benefits them to um, open the travel bubble sooner rather than later? Uh, well, that's that's the now $64,000 question, isn't mm. it? That, mm. um, you know, Jacinda Ardern's been talking about uh, a two-way bubble. There's a one-way bubble, of course. Flights have been going into Sydney, to Brisbane, to Melbourne. And, um, you know, uh, without any great hitch until now, but there's not the flights the other way. So uh, this may throw a spanner in the works. But look, if, uh, as the evidence we've seen so far, that uh, 14 close contacts have proven negative, then I think, um, you know, uh, we ca- that can't be used as an excuse not to have a bubble, a two-way bubble with Australia. Lovely to talk with you, Baz. Thank you for those insights. Good to talk. News Talk ZB 917. Would love to hear from anybody who has been caught up in this um, and whether you think the Australians have acted responsibly, um, whether you believe that this is exactly the right thing to do. Must be so tough for people who have been hanging out to see new grandchildren or ailing relatives. But I guess there is a level of acceptance that these are indeed extraordinary times and anything can happen. What we used to think was certain is very much a matter of shifting sands. You know, we we can make a booking and hope for the best, but in our heart of hearts, we know that anything can happen.